Welcome to Launch Left, a podcast, a label, a launch pad for left of center artists. My name is Rain Phoenix, and today's very special guest is Pharaoh Monch. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe. Follow us on all socials at Launch Left. Wow, I really like your background. I love it. It's nice to have you. Welcome to the show, Pharaoh Monch. Thank you. Thank you. I just listened to your band 13's record. Here's what I'm going to say. It's fucking awesome. Just start there, and then, wow, and then it really is. And that's, uh, the, that's the most hardcore description I've heard so far. <laughs> that's dope. And it's uh, it's such a interesting hybrid of hip hop and rock. Can I just ask you how long it takes for you to pen one song? Is it something that happens very quickly for you, or sometimes it's 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 right away. It's given to you in the moment, and Leaving it and getting it out of your head and uh, watching it come to fruition. And then other times it takes time. But um, I, I liken this album to a lot of the projects, which is like film work. So I would get thoughts out and pieces out and then go record them and listen to them back. See what I would edit, put on the cutting room floor, either performance-wise or writing wise as the project started to grow so um i was kind of like editing myself in the sense that uh as kind of like the actor and the director i would you know re-look at or re-listen to some things and see if it was convincing enough or not not even just in the the writing but in the, the actual performance of the the writing. So a lot of times I went back in and, you know, I was like, I could do this much better than the first time I did it or the second time I did it or the third time, <laughs> you know? So I was really just wanted to be convinced and, um, you know, inspired by Fury Road, Joker, Logan, a couple of films I, I was watching throughout the recording um, and a lot when I got to Joker and I saw, you know, how much Joaquin Phoenix was committed to the role. Those are the types of things that make me be like, you know, leave the theater like you could commit even more than you have. So I would go back in and, and tweak something. Wow, that's that's so cool. Well, yeah. I can't, I, I'm going to share your record with him. Um <laughs> Because I think he would oh, really, really like it. Yeah, oh, thank you. that would be that would be amazing. Because he was a big inspiration uh, for a couple of songs on this this album. Yeah. Wow, that was one of the first things I thought of when I heard it. It was like I got to share this with my bro. I think he's really going to like this record. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to hear that uh, that in some way uh, his film influenced just the the work ethic. You know what I mean of what you were mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Um, how did Wait a you minute, you're meet? not really related, are you? No. Yeah, I'm a sister. I, I, I literally, seriously, I'm just you jumping had... in the Zoom doing it. I had no idea. That's okay. insane. That's insane. <laughs> I, I kind like, of thought nobody, you, you... Nobody on my side told me, told me anything. <laughs> That's crazy. 
That's so awesome. Well, I thought you were bringing it up to let me know that. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I'll let him <laughs> And you didn't know at all. That's even that's more amazing. <laughs> that's I love it. Yeah. Well, um, that's, that's a really cool thing that just happened. Well, first of all, I wanted to say about the record that it was very ti- it's very timely. It feels very much about now, but it also feels timeless. But then I also don't want to say that it's timeless because timeless means that some of the subject matter that you were sharing about m- will never go away. White supremacy is uh, is a stain on on the wor- on the entire world, and but also just shocking to me how alive it seemed to be in this last election and throughout you know, the last four years that we've all unfortunately had to um, experience and or was it was it the catalyst that actually pulled the veil back? Just based off numbers, it's always been mathematically difficult in the in the minority to rise up and, you know, uh, get people outside of your circumstances to even see what's going on or or to feel what's going on. And this is definitely all culminating in a very energetic and mystic and vibrational way. Even the pandemic um, is very, you know, uh, unfortunate, but responsible for having us be able to focus on some of these issues, not being able to move or have mimosas at a silly luncheon. We all had to focus in on the the specific uh, situation with George Floyd and see how horrible it was. And, um, you know, I, I just, like you said, the genie's not going back in that bottle ever again. I I think the way it's recorded and the, the way technology is unfortunately we'll have those images ingrained in us, uh, which is uh, pretty horrific. And just spiritually and energetically as a, as a child, when I would think about 2000, 2020, you know, those type of numbers, not only did I think about cars floating around and, and, you know, flying cars, I, I just felt like we would be in a more collective consciousness space globally. And this all just feels so wrong and archaic and just like nasty in the air. And I don't understand how you could even be alive and not feel that um, we are not cohesive (laughs) and connected in our, our vibration, uh, and with the last administration, you know, I, I got to understand that, um, you know, if you're from a certain area or you're getting information disseminated to you a certain way, I, I can see why the veil was starting to be there. And of course, if you study history, you understand how fear is something that's easily politicized and used to get people to co-opt the uh, uh, philosophy. And it was just, it got to the point where it was so blatant. I, I think the people who were more open couldn't even understand why, uh, you know, somebody who 
obviously didn't have any clothes on the emperor you know people just couldn't see it it was mind-boggling to me uh but then on the other side of that uh you know if, if we want people to come together you're trying to understand people on the other side and why they're they're gravitating to someone who's who's pushing fear and lies like that and so you're, you're forced to you know try to understand but but you know as we saw recently when you're discussing white supremacist nazi and that type of level of hatred it's kind of impossible to come to the table and have this level of conversation with with that type of uh, energy and so uh you know i just i you know i struggle with I don't want to even have a discussion, but then I also struggle with how do we, how do we come together if we ever can, not even in American sense, but on a global level, which I thought would be possible in some regards. I know evil is out there and it always will be, but just in terms of just basic understanding, because a lot of these things that we're disagreeing on just seems archaic and just I, I can't wrap my head around it you know yeah you touched upon something that I've been thinking a lot about and um and it's basically that idea that regardless of even the most divisive parts of us or the most you know that that there are factions of people that for lack of a better word hate each other but what in there is shared right what what part of our shared humanity exists in both polarized sides, you know, I, I appreciate you bringing that point, because I do think that's the hard that that's the only thing that feels somewhat nourishing in an energetic way is to wonder and is to be open enough to not shut down and be part of the us against them, but start to wonder what the we could look like. In, in the in the 70s and 80s, people would say, man, this is a deep discussion. But I think it's just real discussion now that we're having and we have to have because the veil's been lifted. How are we going to do it on this planet? Generations after I'm not here anymore. It needs to be a discussion. You can't go backwards. You know, it's just natural. You know, it's nothing but natural to evolve. For you to try to keep something suppressed, it's just, it's not good energy. And so why not... uh, have this giant cathartic moment where we deal with things like we do with ourselves, you know, which is what the album is about. You know, it's not only a, an exorcism of self or some some single person. It's like, how are we gonna how are we gonna do this energetically to get to a you know a place of understanding? I understand, we understand capitalism. We understand fear. We understand over an uh, overabundance of, you know, material and shopping and advertising. And it just all got so crazy. Like even before, before this stoppage, it just was like, this is just way too much consumerism and you know, where does this end? And and that's a question if I think that you care and you have any empathy that you were asking before all this culminated was, you know, what's the end game 
of a Trump administration on their family or what in his mind, like, yeah. what the fuck is your end game? Like this, this can't end well for the people, not even your supporters. You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> this is just narcissistic usage of people who you can promote fair to, um, to their, to their human sensibilities of these people will take away your home and your food. Of course, you're going to be like, I, I don't want that. You know, nobody mm -hmm. wants that. So, uh, you know, when I took, a, you know, some steps back and I asked these questions because uh, he, it's obvious who he is, but why, you know, what's the real, you know, 20 years down the line for him? Like, your family are all multi-millionaires. Like, what's the, you know, what's the obsession with this power? you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, it got scary and it, it, it did get kind of evil, which is, which is why, you know, it was easy for me to take this theme and these dark themes, uh, for this record, because I wanted to try and, um, get, get out energy and speak to people and kind of combat, use ourselves as kind of combatants against this evil, but not in a, kumbaya let's hold hands and pray away the the evil people but more on a I, i've been ordained to speak some harsh ass truths about yeah. what's going on and um you know be harsh and uh you know make lyrics that's egregious purposely artistically mm -hmm. but just to grab your attention and be like you know let's get raw with this artistically and have a discussion. It's incredible to me how art has that way of cutting through bullshit, right? All the things we heap on top of ourselves as we walk through our lives to protect ourselves. Your record has a kind of medicinal value to it, to me. I always think of, of songs and lyrics and poems as a kind of medicine if the writer is either aware of that or channeling something and that it has the power to wake people up in some capacity. And I really do feel that your record is one, one of those. You know, it, I, it's just so I'm blown away. I really am. I'm blown away that people are receiving um, the nuances to, to that degree because, um, you know, creating the record, I'm like, I want to add these, these tangibles and these, these, these things in here that are layered that uh, you can listen to this more than once and obtain a different meaning you know, the third time around, I got so tired of hearing music that was kind of disposable and you were hearing, you'd be like, that's good, but I never need to revisit that song again, you know? So I, I kind of took a couple of steps back and said that um, you have to, um, you have to put yourself onto, you know, put your spirit onto the music and the tracks in order for um, there to be something there that's um, um, sustainable and adds value to the moment. How do you add value? So it's just, I'm really, really taken aback by uh, people being like, this record has a lot of value and this record has layers, you know? I mean, I, I set out to do it, but uh, to see that uh, people are receiving it that way is a, 
360 degrees of, of, of receiving the idea, trying to get it out of your head, making it into a tangible thing, bringing it to fruition, and then giving it to the people and then having a uh, discussion where somebody is like, this is how this translated. It's just, it's overwhelming, you know, it really is. <clears throat> yeah, it must feel so good. It's kind of the, yeah. it's like you said, 360, it's the full package of, you know, yeah. you, you do it because you have to do it. It came to you and you have to put that out there mm. to know that it lands and people receive it in a mm. way that is like mm. helpful to them. That's, yeah. that's as you know, as an artist, that's kind of the best thing. I'm I'm so grateful in a moment because um, usually as a, as an artist and we put a band together to to literally the songs are written to be on stage and campaign and sing the songs and say sing this back and really um, before we did it we were like you know we have to commit to getting in a van old school style playing bars and whatever we have to do to go campaign this record because it, it was written to perform live as well. And so the, the pandemic stripped that away. And, you know, when I was shopping it, it was like, oh, this sounds so good, but you're not going to be able to perform. So again, the fact that people are getting that without even seeing us live yet, which, uh, you know, I can't wait to do is, is, is a blessing. It really is uh, because uh, that was, you know, part of the, the rollout was to go toward the album. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we've been fortunate to do uh, NPR and different things that reach normal you know, people who probably wouldn't have heard of my career prior. So, yeah, it's been it's been really dope. And it's only been five days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, congratulations. Your record yeah. just came out on January 22nd. Right. So yeah. it's just yeah. it's just it's a fresh Fresh, hot off the, uh, just got waxed. If it was vinyl, they would say wax it, right? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just waxed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. So I'm just curious if you have a spiritual component to what you do. It seems like you do. Absolutely. All the time, every, every time I'm trying to stay connected, the connection is not always, um, you know, the, 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 the streaming is not always, uh, you know, 5G per se, the way it's streaming in, the way I'm having that conversation. Um, but I, I, I know it's there and I, I, I kind of keep the switch there. And um, I might have slight conversations like, you know, I'm going to call, I just need to finish this song or I, I, I'm going to have this conversation. I just want to, you know, just stay focused here in this moment. And I feel like sometimes I don't tap in as much as I should. Um, I, I I do see it, my connection with a, a linear thing that stretches back to the beginning of it all. Um, it doesn't stop anywhere. It's kind of like uh, receiving you know, energies and frequencies. We are energy. We are vibrating. So mm -hmm. I've opened myself up to that a lot in the last couple of years. And um, proof, you know, the proof is, you know, the, the record came out that the 
the day of, I really took time out to shut all of the devices off and have the conversation that I was looking for, have the meditation I was looking for. And I um, cried and cried and cried and released. And it was the most cathartic moment for me since I started this record. And it was just, I think it was just like get, letting go of this, but then also having uh, other connections with um, things that that has been connecting for me. Um, and I've been projecting and they've been coming to light. So just really trying to immerse myself in the gratefulness of even just, just, just before that's going on with, with Corona and <clears throat> people I've lost and all that's going on in the country, just, just trying to be grateful for having a space and a platform to even do something um, as privileged as art is to give to people. So, mm. you know, I've been spending the last couple of days trying to stay connected to the higher source to answer your question and in gratefulness. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That, that, that leads me to one of my questions I love to always ask, which is how music found you. Man, that, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, I was extremely young in a household of, of gospel and Zeppelin, Michael Jackson, John Coltrane, you know, two brothers, one sister, mother, father, married, raising me. And they just, it was a plethora of different musical genres that I would, you know, my father's friends would come over and play cards and he'd be like, come downstairs, you know, sing Frank Sinatra, do this, do that. You know, <laughs> like, it was just weird. Like I, I just remember singing New York, New York for him and his friends one time and, you know, doing the Michael Jackson dances and the robot and all the rest of the shit that I'm sure a ton of kids did from that era. Um, because th mm. those melodies got stuck in my head. So to answer your question, when I think about it, it felt like it was always there. Like it was always innate music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. And is there one particular form of activism that you're passionate about? I mean, we've been talking kind of about art and activism the whole time in many ways, uh, this conversation. But is there one thing that is, you know, this thing you champion? I want to champion right now. Um, the, the 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 clarity of the the black experience in the clearest way possible because I, I think there's so much disinformation uh, about even something like Black Lives Matter and its its purpose can get twisted around or Kaepernick kneeling and its purpose and how it could get misconstrued and how words can get misconstrued. And what I'm, what I'm most frustrated with is that, you know, although I have a platform, it's difficult to go out on that platform and express with nuance because the internet is just such a wild and crazy place. So I'm getting better at putting the proper context 
time frame and, and trying to make it as communicative as, as possible whenever I say something on my platforms. But just just clarity. I feel like um, one of the biggest issues we have is communicating properly and teaching it properly and, and learning how to listen. Um, a lot of people, you're having a conversation with them and they're already talking or answering you before they're receiving what, what you're saying. I was watching a, a TED a TED's talk on communication. Like, learn how to shut the fuck up. Listen. <laughs> don't think of a response. Affirm that what the person is saying to you by even saying to them. So what you're trying to say is <laughs> to show this connection of communication and we just don't have those skills. I don't think those yeah. skills are even you know, taught to people. And that's why I asked about the spiritual component, because I do think that practicing something that takes us out of our day-to-day or our right and wrong and myopia or, you know, what should be and what isn't, and into the present moment of, oh, this is a bigger, vaster thing I'm a part of. Now you could literally create your reality with the tools that we have around us to reach the people that we're able to reach. We're, we're in an incredible moment, you know, in the sense that you look at um, Martin Luther King and, um, you know, people before him, Jesus Christ, and, and walking and preaching the gospel, these people at a time and these people at a time and, and you're giving your message or whatever you're, you're, you're preaching. And then now we just have it at our disposal, you know, to use a platform to do so much or talk to so many people at the same time all over the globe. I just, um, when, when these apps and um, things were coming to the forefront, I just saw it as a huge responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. How could you take this for granted? You know what I'm saying? Why would you not do things to add value to what people would say about you? You know, we all have to transition. So what are we really doing and what are you really leaving? And, um, you know, that that's how I started looking at it. So since I don't think my path is, is preaching, but I think good good art is a good thing that stays and that people can listen to years and years and years from now and can be inspired by to do other art. Uh, and I'm I'm like I'm honored to to be in that space and I don't take it for granted. Well, thank you so much for your art, your music, your poetry. Thanks again for being on Launch Left. And is there anything you want to share before we go? That there's oh man, um, just excited about the record. I'm glad it's finally out. And shout out to Marcus Machado and Daru Jones and Zoe Ellis and Guy Rute. And I'm gonna scream at them for not telling me who you were. I don't know if any they would, you know, I. I was just like, holy shit, I'm about to call him and be like, no one wanted to tell me this. <laughs> <laughs> so great to and have I, you. I enjoyed this conversation and I love the platform. Thank you. We're going to play your song out. 
chop the head off of false idols, top of the statue, set them ablaze. T. Donald, make Ronald Reagan turn in his grave. Season discrimination, sprinkle a little sage. Add a dash of hatred, eat it and get on stage. Chase it down with some poverty, add a splash of the murder ain't. Regurgitated and spit out rage Sit in a circle of 13 candles and smoke haze Thinking we should miss Christ Christmas will make you a slave Lactose intolerant at birth Never phased by the race for chasing American cheese in a maze In fourth grade I played Scrabble Scrambled the letters in the name Santa Magnified in the sight with the clauses in the game Nauseating, I'm angry Bill Bixby, exorcist, make the president's head 360 Emergency, you should monitor the mercury in your thermometer Witchcraft immortal, paranormal phenomena The dark side of the truth, no apology Carbon monoxide in the booth, do not follow me Please do not breathe You are now listening to killer bees in my lungs when I wheeze Hex for the Klux Klan, clues for the alt-right Enchanting incantations for their adult life Flows overthrow pharaohs and kill Caesars Iris inside of an isosceles pilot to Nebuchadnezzar Heaven, seven orifices over crossed fibulas Spit a poison dart through the heart of Caligula Coke 45, vehicular homicide Insidious, the meticulous way that I've arrived It's Coke 45, Ridiculous, so sublime, ridiculous, though you pick what his flow is so conniving. Launchlove aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launchlove begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. 